check, check, check. What is up, everybody? Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. It is right before Shabbos. It's literally 4 o'clock on the Friday because I never miss a Friday. I just got back the other day from Israel. Uh, I was sick on that trip. As you can hear my voice, I'm, I'm recovering still. And welcome to this podcast, okay? This is the intro. Let's get right to it. Uh, enjoy. This is going to be a bunch of compiled stuff. Uh, no set, you know, same discussion straight. This is going to be a lot of different stuff today. And yeah, I'm clutching this right now, so I'm pumped. I never miss a Friday, people. Take care. Check, check, check. What is up? All my Yahudim, my Mishpoche, my Chevrim, my fellow Yidin. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. It is Friday. And I'm actually recording this on a Friday for once because I did not plan ahead. I am procrastinating. Uh, I just got back last night from Israel. I was sick on that trip. That's why you can hear my voice a little raspy. It's 4 p.m. on this lovely Friday the 13th. Whoa, scary. Let's get right into this one. It's going to be a little different of an episode because it's just compiled thoughts and stuff. This is not a set thing that I'm talking about the whole time. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode. Before I go on, yeah, I was in the Middle East. It was a little earlier than I planned. I don't know if I told you guys. I kind of wish I did that trip when I was 32, which is seven years from now. And that, well, if you're wondering, that way I'd be in a position where I'd be financially independent, meaning my passive income would cover all my expenses. And I could semi-retire early in the Middle East, maybe hit Europe at the same time. I'd also, I had planned to, to get fluent in Hebrew for seven years from now, actually four years from now, but whatever. And that way I would be able to be like a citizen speaking the language. Whatever. It actually all works out though. Because this trip was almost like a prerequisite for that time. I got to experience the culture and not get... Well, I was super shocked. And this way I won't be as shocked with the culture when I go in six or seven years. There you kind of have a little... Now you understand my thought process. uh, and, And things do work out for a reason. So even though I had to go early, that's a whole different story... Uh, I got to go early and it works out because now I won't be as surprised and I'll get to see more of the country down the road. So really cool trip. Oh my gosh, it was incredible seeing the architecture. They don't have snow there, so everything's flat on the roofs, which is just a little architectural thing that was surprising. Uh, Also, seeing kids and teenagers speak Hebrew, even though they act like kids and teenagers. I know, duh, but I'm just saying (laughs) that is so obscure to me. You know, people, they act the same on the other side of the world. But they understand a different language and culturally, they go to have different holidays. Uh, they don't wait in lines. <laughs> All these little cultural things. But anyways, we are back and I'm about to get right into topic number one. This is a book. I was at Indigo, aka Chapters from my old Alter Cockers. And they have so many good free books. It's like a library. And I sometimes would go after uh, my clients because I was one of them lives up north there. I would just kind of spend an hour because um, I had free time. This is called Do You Really Need It? And there's one thing I took away. And, and it's funny that I'm traveling because it says here, are you too good for your ordinary life? One person's ordinary is another person's extraordinary. And that is why you just went to visit another country's ordinary. Isn't that crazy? I'll say the last part again. That's why people go and visit other countries' ordinaries. We literally take for granted what we have, our cool, unique lifestyle, and we go and seek out other people's ordinary lives, which to us is magnificent. You know, when I went to Jerusalem, their ordinary is so extraordinary because the streets, they're they're not even streets. I don't know how these cars fit in there. 
it's like a bunch of it's like uh, tunnels and it's it's an old city for a reason right like there's a new jerusalem and then there's old jerusalem which they just keep building on top of it and it's like insane i'm telling you these street it'll be the name of a street but really it's like it seems almost like an alleyway kind of but it's not dark right it's like out there it's, it's that was a horrible explanation but you understand what i'm saying is like there's it's like a maze actually the city of jerusalem old jerusalem is literally like a maze and that is their ordinary but for me that is extraordinary no different than if they came here and saw pointy roofs it would be wild to them that's crazy infrastructure as well uh me walking to school as a kid in like a suburb when it was snowing that's really wacky to have a school or just to have a country where no one walks around with rifles attached to them that is really extraordinary for those people for me it's ordinary and the list goes on all these tiny cultural things like you know and for them to have to wait a lot and and for them to have to you know say sorry and and for them to have to have these little subconscious or like passive apologetic things like i was talking to my client today there's something where i said like no no you really don't have to do that and they're like no 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 i'm going to and i was like and then i said no no really enjoy you just have it in canada we say things twice and it's like it's like when we say it twice it's it, again that's just how we do it and then if a person still says yes or no I, that that really infuriates israelis so there you go there's a million examples i could give you as to why i like that line there is uh, yeah one person's ordinary is another's extraordinary all right i had a random thought here and it looks like holy this is not just a random thought this is a quite in-depth thought and it's funny that we're still talking about Israel because this was an Israeli movie. I was trying to learn Hebrew while watching this movie. By the way, bad idea. If you're new to language learning, don't watch stuff to learn the language. Don't listen to music to learn the language. I'm serious. Only for experienced people. It's all too fast and there's slang and this and that. Now this movie, even though it was schlock, it shined a light on something I thought that was really cool. So a woman in the movie wants to go out with a guy. She has a child. She's a single mother. The man says he can't date her because of a reason that in the movie is quite unclear. Now, earlier in the movie, he had told her that his dad died when he was just a kid and he didn't grow up with a dad. We flash back to him rejecting her and she says, I know your dad didn't die. He left you. She said, I can see the eyes of a sad child because I see it in my son's eyes. Her son didn't grow up with a father. She then says something powerful. Just because his father left when he was younger doesn't mean he's going to do the same thing to somebody now however this guy's so scared clearly he's so scared of doing that to another kid that he's closing himself off to a great relationship now don't just think relationships these subconscious fears because of baggage they close us off to opportunities think about certain opportunities you've missed because of your past that traumatized you and that really made me think, okay? I could relate to this. I already knew my fear of divorce was definitely due to growing up with, you know, parents that were divorced. That's just a no-brainer. However, I started to connect some dots. I never thought, maybe, just maybe, that my lack of wanting intimacy and my adverse feelings to wanting a family, kids, and a relationship could be because of this. I always thought, hey, maybe I have low libido. Uh, maybe uh, I just love my work and maybe I don't need someone. Maybe, you know, like all these maybes. And I'm like, yeah, 
also, just maybe, I am scared of divorce and it's stopping me from all these amazing opportunities in my life. You know, just maybe I have negative feelings, okay? Just for lack of a better word, I just have negative feelings inside me. And maybe subconsciously, I don't want my future children to have those negative feelings that I forget I even have. Play that part again. Anyways, we're going to move on. That was very deep. Okay, there's a paradox that I I said here, I, I think I coined. It's very selfish, self-centered, and egotistic, but whatever. There's absolutely no way I coined this. But let's get into it. So some people, they don't like going deep. And when you ask them why, they get agitated or upset and irritable because the question in itself is going deep. So now you're just adding another layer to their suppression of them suppressing wanting to go deep. It's a paradox because when they're upset about the question, one could ask again, why does that question bother you? And therefore the cycle will never end because it's too painful to confront their feelings and thoughts. We should coin that like the paradox of deepness, the paradox of enlightenment, the paradox of suppression, uh, the, or the paradox of pain. I don't know. So um, should I prefix this? So we know our physiological state changes when we imagine things. Okay, you guys know this, right? I leverage that. So... I picture moments so clear, so vivid that I want in my life, in that brief moment, I feel the serotonin, dopamine, adrenaline, blah, blah, blah. I feel it. And, uh, sorry, I had a typo. Ah, ah. I, so when I've had enough of that serotonin, dopamine, blah, 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 when I've had enough, I've had enough. And I, and I leave it and I come back to the present moment. I do this when I'm on road trips or in the car running an errand. I like, I, this is so cringe, but I literally picture my partner in the passenger seat with me. And it just lights me up. I just picture my ideal partner with me. And that, and I picture it so vividly, it makes me happy. Like, I just, I literally feel him in that moment. I know it sounds my sugar. You got to trust me. You know, I picture other scenarios too. Like, um, I'm at home, I'm davening. My picture, my partner walks past me while I'm davening, reaches, and I reach my arm out, give them like a side hug, and we kiss, or they kiss me on the forehead or something, or vice versa. And my children are just playing off in the distance. We hear them yelling and, and laughing or crying. And that just lights me up. There's a million other moments. I was cycling along the countryside once and I just pictured me in Italy or me out in Europe somewhere or the Negev in Israel. And I, just, and I pictured me cycling there. And, that, and even though it wasn't real, I just pictured it and it lit me up. And like it goes on and on. I just find all these moments. That, oh, I got another one here at the facility. Sometimes I'm working out. I got a lot of free time. So like I'll be done. I'll, I'll do an I'll extra long cool down. And then I just chill and foam roll while I'm on, the, on my phone. And I think like, this is going to be when I'm retired. When I'm retired, I'm going to work out, take extra long, and then go on my phone, eat something, and maybe do it again. Just go and do a separate modality of training. And so in that moment, I feel retired. So people, there's a million examples. And I really, really, really urge you to start doing this. Imagine your dream life, little pockets of your day where you are living your dream life. That's what I'm saying. We already live our dream life in little bits and pieces. And so just savor that shit. I'm telling you. And then you'll feel so good. Like, I, uh, I, I do it all the time. So uh, I'd like to pose the question. If my brain cannot tell the difference between real and fake when I imagine scenarios, then couldn't I do this the rest of my life and feel happy in those moments? That's a genuine question. I don't know. Because I know it's not the same, obviously, but those moments by themselves can be extremely 
nachis felt, like full of joy in Yiddish. And it's just a part of me thinks like if I'm happy right now and content, just imagining, fantasizing, and living my best life, like why stop? And, and but it's kind of rhetorical because I know I hear that voice of like, well, Zev, it's not the same. It will never be the same as the real thing. Go get the real thing. It's possible. But I'm like, just why? The question is why? FOMO? Fear of missing out? Is that what it is? Is FOMO bad? We got to actually start breaking that down. Is FOMO even bad? Because everything we do is is FOMO. Like, I'm what I'm pursuing here, if I wasn't helping people with their goals, like, I'd have FOMO for personal training. So is FOMO even bad, right? It's all context dependent. FOMO can be. Sometimes it isn't. I don't know. Okay, so let's move on. Here's a little story for perspective change. So my condition was stolen at the gym, okay? Really, the downfall of my week, okay? I was all upset briefly about it. But, you know, why would someone... Why would... Why would someone take condition? I was like, well, who would do that? Anyways, and I started to go inward, and of course, that's how I cope. And I realized that, one... I'm just borrowing the conditioner. That conditioner I, it was never mine. Before I bought it, it belonged to someone else, the store. And now it belongs to someone else. It served me, and it's not mine anymore. Just like we borrow everything, okay? Nothing was ever mine, ever. Even the untangible, meaning our emotions, our personality, meaning our uh, thoughts and beliefs, and our attitude. None of it is ours. It was given to us. So I am grateful that I got to use that conditioner. Okay, second point. I paid three fucking dollars for that conditioner. Literally, it was on sale. What is that? I paid three dollars to the school of hard knocks. AKA, I paid three bucks to the school of life. I invested three dollars into the education of don't forget your shit in public places, pretty much. If we don't make money doing something, then we're spending money on life's tuition. I'm going to say that again. If we don't make money doing something, we are spending money on life's tuition because time is money. Never forget that. See, everything is a learning opportunity. See everything as a learning opportunity and you'll explore without negative feelings attached. I'm going to say that again, okay? See everything, like see everything as a learning opportunity. Everything is a learning opportunity. When you explore the world without negative feelings attached, that's when you see everything as an opportunity and that everything is an opportunity. All right, well, I'm going to get out of here. This will be a shorter episode because, again, I did clutch it right before Shabbos. People, next, we got some more just random Instagram stuff. Procrastination thought. A little clip from Jordan Peterson. Brandon Turner of Bigger Pockets has a good quote. More TikTok chokhmah coming. Let's do it. That's next week. Take care. Love you all. Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. Go hug and kiss your bubblas if you got them. Go hug and kiss your parents, your bubbies, your zadies. Have a great week. Oh my gosh. And just enjoy. I, yeah. I really do wish the best for all of y'all. You are amazing. You are loving. You are loving. Go spread that love that you have inside you. Bye.